0: Hello, my name is Alexis Toliopoulos and I am the clerk of The Last Video Store. On this show, what we do is I'm joined by wonderful guests, interesting people, and we talk to them about the films they love. But we talk about them as if it were, or it is, a rental combo of a new release title. That's any movie from the last five years to all the films that I call weeklies because that is what they are always going to be to me. And then I'm going to follow that up with a staff pick recommendation based on their taste. We're joined by a special guest this week. It is Australian actor turned Hollywood hunk. One of my favorite guys around, it is Luke Bracey. You've seen Luke Bracey in Hacksaw Ridge. You've seen him play a villainous character in Interceptor, a pretty ripper Netflix action movie. And you've seen him play a real-life guy in Elvis, amongst many other movies that he has made. He is a great talent. He is a hard-working man. And he's got some great picks, so much so, because he's one of our first guests. I actually gave him a little lenience. I let him pick a whole extra weekly and I'm feeling generous. I gave him two bespoke recommendations. So enjoy this chat with Luke. I think you will. I said that like Yoda who's a film character. So it is a film reference that I did just then, but let's get to it right now. Last Video Store. Hello. You are our first customer here. I'm gonna sign you up to our store. You're our first member in the new digital system. What an honor. We've just gone from analog to digital, so you'll be member 001. Oh,
1: what to an, sign what you up
0: what an absolute honor. 1st <laughs> I'm gonna need your name. My name is Luke Bracey. Okay, beautiful. I've heard of you, but We're gonna need two pieces of ID to sign you up.
1: Okay. Well, I've got a couple of pieces of ID here. Mm -hmm. This is a film
0: I did called uh, Holidays. Mm -hmm. This is a Christmas card from Holidays. Christmas card from Holidays. I love this movie, by the way. Thank you. I think it's like such a. It was such a fresh rom com came at the exact right time. It is goofy. It's sweet, but the thing I love most about it, it's so crude. Yeah. I think I think we found there's something really great Mm -hmm. about it
1: where there was a little bit of a gap kind of in the Christmas rom-com kind of world where there were either four teenagers mm-hmm. or they were for maybe people maybe more middle-aged. Mm-hmm. And there was that kind of just honest kind of late 20s to 40-year-old kind of world where people are a bit cynical, but also just want to have a laugh. And, and so there was a real good kind of uh, space where that fit in when mm. it came out. And, and and people really love it. It's probably like one of the, the most popular ones, I think, that I've done
0: that people people really enjoy it's almost like you've got these two sides to your career at the moment you've got like the action stuff like interceptor and then you've got like this fun goofy or even like sweet like romantic or relationship movie side as well yeah this
1: is the this was the holiday was the first time i really got to do a comedy type thing Mm -hmm. and i just really enjoyed it and i've been lucky i've been able to do as you say you know Running around, yeah. you know, being a bit of an action man, or shooting some squibs. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've I've worn green a couple of times. Um, <laughs> that's and, like a rite of passage, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's with the s- fatigues on. Exactly. So I've done that a couple of times, mm-hmm. and and it's all been really good. But they've all they've all informed each other. One, I've all I've always learnt things on one of them that's weirdly on a completely different type of film that I've that I've taken stuff from, and mm-hmm. I also just enjoy a bunch of different types of movies. So. Yeah. To be able to go into that world, it's the best bit about our job, You get to play expensive dress ups in many different <laughs> ways and like do all these funny, funny things so yeah, that's that's, that's been good. And then my other piece of mm-hmm. ID is I have a little bit of a role in the Elvis movie that came out last wow. year. I play Jerry Schilling, who is uh, a real Elvis's, Elvis's best mate Yeah, and Jerry and I have become uh, close friends actually so it's been right. really exciting. Yeah. Did you
0: meet him before making the film? Was it research? No. I. I we would do we did it
1: in 2020 kind of towards the end and we were on the gold coast so i couldn't meet him i'd sent him an email kind of when i got the job and Mm -hmm. just wanted to try and get in contact with him but it got lost in the internets and didn't get to talk to him beforehand and then i got to meet him actually it took a long time for me to meet him i met him at the uh the warner brothers after party of the oscars this year so i walked into the party and we were there with like the people from the film, all our mates yeah. from the film, and then Jerry was sitting there with his wife, and we kind of sat down and just chatted for hours at the party and drank a couple of martinis. And He told me stories. The room and Basically, like, as I walked in, I walked in the, in the party. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and pointed at each other, and I know we're like exactly the same height. <laughs> and uh, his, his wife, Cindy, and, and, and him were just so adorable, and, and they were really complimentary mm. of, of, of the film, and, and they were really happy with the job I did, which made me feel safe. Is So I was like, okay, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was a, it was a real thrill. And then, obviously, to work with, with Baz, which is... And on a film like this...
0: I mean, such a hum- yeah, humongous
1: film. Yeah, yeah, very few of them are, are this big anymore. Um, yeah. And, you know, you rock up to work and it's, there's 300 extras dressed like the 1970s, and then you walk into the International Hotel in Las Vegas and you watch... You watch Elvis do 10-minute performances of "Suspicious Minds" and stuff. You're just going, "Wow, this is this is wild." I had you know, a lot of us had the best seat in the house for that. It was uh, it was pretty awesome. And then, yeah, Baz is a genius and, a, and an amazing man, and and the whole crew and the cast and the whole time we had doing it was was really special. It was um, a strange time in the world, kind of yeah, end of absolutely. 2020 into the start of 21, and we were up on the Goldie, which was a great place. It really felt like. We were the luckiest people on earth, being able to do this while well, everyone else was kind of having a probably a pretty, pretty interesting and and and, and mm. kind of upsetting time. And we just felt so lucky that we got to do it. So it Far was out. it was a thrill, and and yeah, it was it was an awesome experience.
0: Do you know who gave Tom Hanks COVID?
1: I have no oh, idea. I have no idea. Are there theories out there? No, I actually. <laughs> I mean, I actually wasn't on the film before. Whoa, so you to call happened. up later. I got the call when they restarted again mm. and I'm not sure what happened to the guy who was playing Jerry he might have been from overseas or something yeah. and, and kind of got a call from Baz saying hey I, I've seen a bit of your work do you want to come and do this job and I was like not doing much else at the moment <laughs> mate so an easy yes right yeah it was even if I was busy I probably would have dropped things to go mm. and do it just because I mean it's the Elvis movie like, I mean, come I was, on
0: that's, that's it a,
1: yeah talking to a couple of people when we we're working on it a couple of couple of people in the cast and we were having dinner one time and they were like oh it's pretty exciting to be in an elvis movie i was like guys it's not an elvis movie <laughs> it's the elvis movie <laughs> they're, they're not gonna make another one like this is it yeah and so yeah it's a real that's a real thrill to be a part of that and such an iconic story and then as i said to to play a guy as as, as awesome and as lovely as jerry was um yeah just real privilege
0: Real yeah. lucky. I'm a lucky boy. One other thing I'd love to know about Elvis because I feel like it's so rare where you see like one of those big leading performances where it feels like completely possessed mm. by a real life figure. Like it feels like Elvis entered Austin Butler. What was that like being in the presence of? Did it feel like spooky, eerie? I think the one the the, the reason not Austin
1: was able to be as magical as he was and to do the job that I, you can't really describe how brilliant a job he did was. Mm-hmm. It was because he worked really hard. That was it. He did a lot of work. And he lived and breathed it. And he worked really hard. And he and he did that for a, for a long time. Yeah. And surprise, surprise. You work hard. Um, and you get a lot of good help from people. And that's what happens. Yeah, and you, get, you get brilliance, you know. It's, was um, there
0: moments where you're like, that's Elvis?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was weird seeing him next to... Elvis sometimes he looked more like Elvis than Elvis did at times (laughs) and I remember oh it gives me shivers I remember we were when he was filming the if I can dream in the white suit in front of the Elvis singing that song which is probably one of my favorite Elvis songs now I obviously listen to the whole catalog through it and that's something really special about that performance and that song and I remember being just before I was going on to set I was you know in the background doing something but they were doing some stuff and I was in the AD trailer and they had the, the monitor up, and they had kind of the, the three cameras, and then the fourth camera was the Elvis one, mm. um, the original one.
0: Oh, and to so, make sure, like to match yeah, it. Yeah, because like all the yep.
1: performances, they were, you know, we called it train-spotting, like they yeah. were identical, right? And watching Austin do it, and you know, Austin, 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 Elvis, on the monitor, it was really really quite amazing quite amazing it's like yeah. spot the difference yeah it was point, wild right? and i'll never forget the kind of i think it must have been maybe the end of the first week and he was that was when we shot the 60 back 60, 68 comeback special mm-hmm. he's in the black leather and it's in the round and you know that whole thing is is quite amazing all the extras all the supporting artists were dressed as people from that like it was all everything was exactly the same and then Another thing was n- no one in that room had, A, been in a room with that many people for months, mm-hmm. eight months. We'd only been in a room with ten people at the most. So suddenly there was 400, 500 people in a room, an audience. No one had been to a concert in that long. Oh my gosh. And Baz, as as a director and, and as a leader and the captain of a, of a ship, is amazing at, at creating an energy and, and really had that place absolutely bouncing. And the roof was coming off that soundstage by the end of that. And it was the end of a week, I think. And I remember we all kind of finished that Friday evening and everyone was coming down from, and we all walked out, we we're all looking at each other going, that was, that was amazing, right? Like I'm not, that wasn't just me. And everyone was just in kind of shock um, that A, we were actually doing it and that it was, that we time traveled and yeah. saw Elvis perform. And it was just a, a confluence of, of all these different things of getting the first week away and getting that first big performance off. And, and so all those things, and, and, and that was a really, the tone was set for the film then. Then it was like, oh, this is amazing. God. And wow, we just kind of, in, in the nicest spooky way, it felt spooky, but in the best way. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was an absolute thrill. It was something I won't, won't ever forget. And then, you know, then we just kept having those feelings for six months.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've got those feelings now. I've got yeah. like, actual goosebumps. Yeah, it was pretty special. Well, those IDs check out. I have one final question I have to ask you before I sign mm-hmm. you up. Are you or have you ever been a member of another video store?
1: I have. We're, our family video store growing up uh, in Freshwater was Civic Video. Civic Video. Civic wow. Video in Industrial Harbour. I lost relic. And uh, it's right on the corner of Albert Street there. And uh, yeah, just spent a lot of time in that video store as a kid. You know, probably going once a week. And yeah, just loved it. I, I, one thing, When I think of the video store, the one thing I really, that I think was really beautiful about it, and it's the tiniest detail, was the return slot the in the shoot. door, right? <laughs> and it went down into a little bucket that had a pillow on it.
0: Oh my And gosh, I always remember,
1: pillow. so that the <laughs> video hit the pillow and not a bucket. And, it, and I just thought, I think back on that and I just, there's something so adorable mm-hmm. about a, 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 an old pillow that caught the movies that you wow. watched. Um, but yeah, you know, the smell of that place and the popcorn and, and everything and, you know, the new release section, the weeklies and going mm-hmm. to the different areas and yeah. So, Freshwater, it's in Sydney. Whereabouts in Sydney did you grow up? It's uh, Freshwater. It used to be called Harbour, and then the mm-hmm. name got changed to Freshwater. It's always been Freshwater Beach. Yeah. And it's just north of Manly. So, one beach north of Manly, and the northern beach is there. My dad grew up there, and uh, when uh, my, he met my mum in England, my mum was originally English, they came back here, and dad was like... They moved to a couple of places, but then... Pretty
0: different from England. So yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> when,
1: when mum was pregnant was met with me, it was kind of coming into the summer, and there were... Um, it was a bit warm where they were, and she was like, oh, "I'd rather be giving birth near the beach." He goes, "I got a spot. This is where we should. Oh, wow. This is where we should have him." And uh, so, yeah, it's. I, I love it. My sisters live there with their families and 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 stuff now. So,
0: did you go with your sisters to the video store? Would you like pick stuff out for each yeah, other?
1: Yeah, we had fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, used to see my sisters. We um, used to see them like every other weekend, and so we'd always have a. A film kind of night or something like that, but yeah, we'd always go around and I remember them showing me some movies they were a bit older than me, so I, don't, I remember being a bit young to see Donnie Darko.
0: Oh wow! I think it had like maybe just come out and we we're, were watching it and I was like, well, this is pretty intense. That it did it did it scare you off or would you just like, okay, I'm in a whole new fucking world? No, I wanted um, to be old this... like my sisters, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, I wanted I wasn't I wasn't scared. I, obviously, I had to watch it again when I was older. I was like, oh there's a few things that went over my head. <laughs> Um, you have but, to have some kind of <laughs> understanding of, like, advanced mathematics, I think, to get to a certain point with that yeah, film.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was funny watching it again and having these, like, recessed mm. memories come back. But, yeah, stuff like that was really awesome. Wayne's World was a favourite <laughs> wow. of mine as a kid because of my sisters and they loved it. So, like, movies like that were, were kind of my early favourite films. Yeah. Wayne's World, probably one of my favourite wow. films. Wow, well, I'll
0: tell you this, Wayne's World, top five favourite movie of oh, all amazing, time. Amazing all film. time, Mike Myers is my greatest mm-hmm. hero. I love him. Yeah, he's great. Well, I will have some bad news for you. You do have to relinquish your citizenship to that video store to sign up here. Are you willing to do so?
1: Unfortunately, civic video in
0: uh, in, in Freshwater is no longer, so I don't think that's a wow. That's a worry. Okay. Well, I'm going to whip up your cards. And while I do that, why don't you go make some picks Be your first member, 001. Fantastic. I'm going to put your photo in there. Just going <laughs> to cut it off from this. Get it in. There we go. Oh, perfect. Perfect size, perfect fit. There you go. And you will witness the first time I've ever used a laminator. <laughs> really, this is a, the reason I wanted to come into this store, is to really just have great access to a freaking laminator. I don't think I've ever used a laminator in my life, so it's a well, first for both of us, mate. Here we go, let's see if it works. If it doesn't, right. you won't have to do it. All right, here we go. Okay, it's so going, it's perfect. going. Perfect. New release. All right, well, there's a new member special that we have, the rental-as-anything combo, I like to call it. Uh, You get one new release, three weeklies, plus I'll even give you a bonus stuff pick of my own. Think of me as your cinematic sommelier. (laughs) ah fantastic. I'll pick something, I'll use my mind, I'll use all my intuitions and my extreme empathy to figure (laughs) out the perfect recommendation for you. I'm really excited. So what is your new release pick? Uh, my new release pick is uh, Banshees of Inisherin. Drama.
1: When was that? Last year, I think it came out. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I got a thing with films. That there's this there's, I think there's such things as perfect movies, mm. and. And what that,
0: do you think a perfect movie well, is? Well, that's
1: it. It's it's kind of everyone doing their job perfectly in that mm. film and that, and also just the whole movie being a perfect movie. It might, it might not be your favourite movie. It doesn't mm. have to be your favourite movie, but it can be a perfect movie. And, and, and I think Banshees was really that. When I watched it, I mean, obviously, Martin Madonna, his writing and directing is amazing and obviously all the acting was unbelievable. But I think production design was amazing. I think mm. the cinematography was beautiful. I thought costume was great. I thought locations were good. I thought... Art department was great. Like I, I just every bit of that film, I thought was absolutely perfect, and 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 it took me on a really beautiful journey, and it had all the bits of it, you know, that you'd expect from one of his films, but it just had so much heart and a really great message. And I thought the allegories were great. I just mm. every every bit of it, it was it was it's probably my favorite movie of the past couple of years, actually. Um, and I saw it saw it in the cinemas, and it was just I didn't want it to end. It was one of those films that I didn't want it to end. Um, and yeah, there's, I I'd love being in the cinema going, oh, it's going to end soon, and I don't want it to end soon, and, and that was a film like that, and still up to the end, I was still like, oh, I don't know, I still don't know what was going to happen exactly, or, or if we were going to have another death, or <laughs> you didn't know who they were going to choose, who was going to choose to, to die, or whatever was going to happen, so yeah, I thought that was, um, that was a brilliant film from last year, and, and probably one of my favourites of the past,
0: past few years for sure yeah i think it's such a wonderful film i'm right there with you i think that i love the way you call it perfect film Mm. and it is because i think one of the things that helps achieve that perfection is that it's almost like the parts are great but it's almost more than the sum of its parts as well like there is that little special bit of alchemy that kind of brings it together and i think you're right it's like that kind of like allegorical fable quality to Mm. it as well. Like it feels like a story that you would have been growing up with or a story that you've heard before, but it's something new and it's something that's so, like that transportive nature of film as well, where you're like, oh my God, I feel cold because I'm out here in like the Irish hills. I'm in the moors. I'm seeing these freaking donkeys and stuff. I can smell the freaking donkey. Yeah. it's it's You're there. It did. And
1: it felt like, I think, yeah, fable and allegory and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It really felt like, it was so realistic and real, and you felt you were there, but you also felt like it was another little world.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, that,
1: that I don't know. Fairy went, tale quality. Yeah, a fairy tale quality to it. Which, uh, at least when I think of those type of fairy tales, when I was a kid, and, and the idea of going in the forest and peering mm. through, it, it, I knew it was fantastical, but I still felt it was possible. Yeah. And I think that's Banshees really just perfectly towed that line mm. of is this a fairy tale? and I, and mm. if it is i believe it and i can be in that fairy tale and and so there was just something so special about that film i thought um yeah as i said every bit of it absolutely brilliant and and obviously funny in bits and deathly heartbreaking in in, in others um, I was, I, it's hard to like talk about it for people that haven't seen the yeah. film but there's some really beautifully tragic moments mm. that rip your heart out and you're crying while smiling at the same time and uh and and yeah, I just there's something really special about films that, that can do all the things. Mm. And I think
0: Banshee's is able to do all the things. <laughs> um that's why it's a great movie. And also just two fantastic, magnificent lead performances. Oh, yeah, brilliant. And to see Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell come back together yeah. with McDonough after in Bruges, yeah, another yeah. fantastic film, and it's almost like the dynamic has been completely yeah. played with. And seeing Colin Farrell in this like the last 10 years of his career has been He's a genius. He's doing something so yeah. fresh, I think. Yeah, everything
1: he does is exciting. Mm. I don't think I think yeah, as you say the past I mean a lot of his career but but yeah, maybe there's 15 years we've mm-hmm. had of just this absolute joy to see him make such interesting choices and yeah. and and, and Every time you see what he's doing, you're like, "Oh, that's interesting! I can't wait to see that." And maybe I mean, the
0: most interesting stuff he's doing is with his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, they are some of the most fucking expressive
1: worms I've ever seen on film. Yeah, he's got an amazing quality of being just so devilishly handsome mm-hmm. and <laughs> charismatic and cool, and then so believable in everything, and so um, uh, you're so you're still able to connect to him, mm-hmm. even though he he has this amazing kind of. Quality of like, wow! You're the coolest guy in the. You're one of the coolest people in the world, mm. but you still think you can have a beer with him, and I'm sure you oh. could. And 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 you know, uh, he's got that quality which is a real, I don't know. It's a it's a bit of a fairy dust <laughs> kind of quality that that you can't <laughs> yeah. manufacture or. Or you either kinda of got it or not and, and Colin seems like that kind of guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially like he's got this weird movie star quality where he's like obviously the guy's very handsome. He's hot. We can't deny it. It cannot <laughs> be denied, the guy's hot. Yes. But then all the stuff he's been doing recently, it is almost sweeping that movie star quality away and embracing something so odd, weird, yeah. and eclectic. And it's almost like the performances themselves are egoless, even yeah. though there's like yeah, exactly. obviously there's some ego in being like a huge, fantastic actor. But the performance themselves is free of ego.
1: Yeah, he's just picking great films. He's mm. like, this is gonna be a good movie, and this is gonna be a fun. Th- you can see him having, f- you can see him having fun. Like, I, I think that's another thing with films is that you can see when they're enjoyable to make. I think no matter what the subject of the film mm. is, that kind of comes through in the, in the pulse, in the literal. Um, blood pumping through people on the screen and and the and if it's fun to make the attention to details there and people and as i say about people doing their job really well that's everyone doing their job really well there's not a bit that's missed and you can tell there's just something that comes through the screen in terms of people enjoyed this and really worked hard and wanted to make a great film and and loved the process of it and you know i making films is really really fun Mm. it's a great job and it's so it's really a fun job it's stressful and it's chaotic and it's crazy and sometimes you're tearing your hair out but we all come back to it because we can't get enough of doing it because it's so much fun and you kind of see that come through the screen that way and you can see colin having fun in the movies he's making and i think that's that's a that's a really i'm so happy for
0: him you know we're happy for you we're so happy for you
1: you're the coolest man
0: yeah we think you're cool man
1: yeah and then uh, the other performances, are obviously Brendan Gleeson, but mm-hmm. but um, is it Kelly Condon that plays his sister? Oh, Kerry Condon. Kerry Condon. Yeah. She was maybe my favourite character and the, my favourite performance in the movie was her. And right behind her was probably Barry Keane.
0: Yeah, and with, then right up the old crone lady. Exactly. I she love was great. that old crone lady. She
1: was great, but there was something about yeah, um, Kerry's performance as his sister and that kind of the heartbreak of her being trapped on that in in inner Sharon mm-hmm. and trying to get out and, and the responsibilities of being who she was on, that, on that, in that village. And I don't know, I thought for me, I was really, that was maybe my favorite um, character and performance of the film. And, and then um, Barry's performance
0: was, was just heartbreaking. utterly heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Like, he, was, he was amazing. He's an amazing actor, that guy. I would say like, man, it kind of resonated with me that thought of connecting with those two characters, especially the Kerry Condon character. Mm. I think as Australians, especially Australians that are in like creative field, a lot of the time you feel like you're on the other side of the world of yeah. where your dreams are, yeah. and I feel like that—that's just a small little microcosm of capturing that feeling. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, that's me. Getting that me. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and
1: seeing her get on the boat and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and and yeah, it was, it's it, it as I said it as I said that it, it, every bit of that movie was beautiful and heartbreaking and heartwarming and and funny and and all the things it, it hit you with. So many emotions at once in so many parts mm. of that film um, that, yeah, you were kind of... I remember walking out and being a little... I didn't know what I felt. Because mm. right? it's like
0: that warm melancholy. Exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. Um, I just knew I was really glad I saw it. And I yeah. was really happy that it, it was a film that existed now. Have you seen it since? Uh, I haven't seen it since. I only saw this in it, but I will watch it again for sure. Well, you've got the DVD to yeah. watch now. I can, I'm going <laughs> to rent it off you guys. Absolutely. This is what I'm doing now. It's my new release. Weekly.
0: All right, let's go to your next rental. Yep. Going to the weekly hires. My weekly hire, yeah. My
1: first weekly hire will be The Year of Living Dangerously, directed by Peter Weir. Drama. The Great Peter Weir. The Great Peter Weir. Now, I could have picked any Peter Weir film. Mm-hmm. Um... Every one of his films is absolutely brilliant and he's absolutely. probably one of my favourite filmmakers ever. I don't he's know. He's obsessed with water. I just... <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Every one of his movies has something about water in there. There's some water in there, yeah. I mean, he did a whole one on the ocean, so exactly. he must really like it. Um, Truman
0: Show, it's an obsessive water movie. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like,
1: uh, so, yeah, there was obviously Truman Show, mm-hmm. which is brilliant and kind of... I remember first seeing that when I was younger and it really was, I, it was such a high concept, I hadn't mm-hmm. Couldn't. It was probably the first time my brain could get around to such a high yeah.
0: concept for a film. It's also in that Donnie Darko millennium mindfuck exactly. type hero exactly. genre.
1: Where is reality and yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> um, and then obviously Master and Commander I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Gallipoli, brilliant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Dead Poets, obviously, but the other film I would have chosen if it wasn't for this one would have been Witness oh, with Harrison wow. Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie has John a... book. The character's name john john book. book yeah he's it's a fantastic film and mm-hmm. and there's m- real moments in that film that are akin to barry linden in terms of the cinematography involved yeah. where he does just set up paintings and films them in a way like there's these these qualities of these shots are, are really painting-esque and really amazing and and then obviously the story is classic and great and harrison fawn's amazing but i digress peter mm-hmm. weir you're an absolute legend mm-hmm. and i think you're the best. Um, the Year of Living Dangerously. It Why is, is
0: this the one that you picked over all the others?
1: Um, there's something about this film that has a huge sweeping romance to it, mm. but is also inside a really consequential and interesting historical setting. Mm. Um, history, I think, is really interesting, and I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of drawn to that. Um, in most things. yeah, And so that is another really interesting part, this kind of consequential thing. And then on top of that, the, the story and the way it's told and the characters involved are so true. I believe every one of them wholly as people. I think everyone is so crafted in that way. I think Mel Gibson is utterly captivating mm. in that film. And you just, you can't, you're so invested in, in his character and, and and him. And then... Sigourney Weaver as well, and then on top of all of that, you've got Linda Hunt playing Billy, and she won, an Oscar, she won the Oscar for it, she won yes. Best Supporting Actress for it, playing a, a male character, and she is the heart and soul of that film, and I think that's a really amazing juggling act, is to have a heart and soul of a film and a story, and then have, orbiting that, mm-hmm. this amazing romance and then orbiting that and then this is all orbiting a giant <laughs> political right a, a yeah. giant political <laughs> yeah. kind of coup that's happening in Jakarta is so consequential and something that we don't really know much about actually this kind of in terms of history it's not a hugely documented mm. thing i think in the west of of this period of of that Definitely. country's um, history and mm. i mean i think indonesia in general it's what the like fourth most populous country in the world or something like that mm. There's 250 million people there but yeah. it doesn't get the I don't think it's it's as acknowledged for how important it is a place. And, and so to have all that existing around that was was so amazing. And, and yeah, the you know, I, I, you've got to love the kind of two people falling in love in pouring rain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, That's the water
0: obsession right there. It's the there. water obsession there. Yeah. When they
1: go and they have that drink and then it starts belting down with rain and, mm-hmm. oh, it's amazing. And then there's another bit where she comes and finds him in the office and, and, and it's been raining and she just kind of like grabs him and they have this amazing kiss. And yeah, every, every bit of that film is, um, is, is great, is yeah. great. Every bit of that film, I remember just emotionally, it really struck me as, a, mm. as uh, watching it. Um, and it's a film that I would, a, a film that inspires me. Mm. I would love to make a, a film like that. Yeah, I would love to make a film like that.
0: I think as well, it's like this great... Like, it's one of the great journalism films as well. Mm. Great, like, journalism films. Yeah, And there's, like, a real history of those, Absolutely. like, embedded overseas journalism mm. films. And I think with this one, what it captures, it captures, like, that danger. And the yes. personal story within the greater context of history mm. as well. But that Linda Hunt performance. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's, it's hard to when you talk about this movie, it's hard to talk about anything else but that performance because Truly. it happened at the one point in history where it could ever happen yeah, where right. there was the right person to play this character and the right person to play that character is someone that, that can't play that character now. And it's a woman playing a cisgender man, Chinese yeah, man, Chinese Australian dwarfism, man, dwarfism, and she's an American woman. It, yeah, and and it's
1: mesmerising,
0: and she is Billy. She's Billy. Like it is. It's. I mean,
1: it's just the kind of the magic of of, of acting in that mm-hmm. way. Um, and it's so rare to transformative to, acting. Yeah, like, it's rare. and 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 for such a pivotal character, mm-hmm. for the those decisions to be made for for Peter Weir to make that decision, for Linda Hunt to have the courage to do it, and to be like, yeah, I can do this, mm-hmm. and and put in that performance and. Oh it's it's great. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, you know if you haven't seen it um there's there's a moment in in towards the end of it where where obviously Mills um got Billy and oh it broke my heart mm. broke my heart yeah. and 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 also Billy as a character is this kind of center ground of the film this moral center ground and but you, there's no saintliness there's no kind of pomposity or pretension to this character there's a real desire to go out and 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 you see this kind of journey of that character which i think in another story or another director's hands they could have just left them there yeah as a character but you see their like they really go on a journey themselves and that's really interesting when they are the rock Um, And the other people are going on the journey as well. I don't know.
0: And it's like, how do you ground that performance? Yeah. It's like we said before, it's alchemy. There's something about it where Mm. Peter Weir is like such a wizard where he was able to go, yeah, this is a performance that grounds the movie. And it is something that is undescribable. And I've been doing this series recently where I've been lucky enough to interview a lot of like the great Australian filmmakers. And without fail, when I ask them like, "Who is a filmmaker that you admire?" without fail, the first name out of everyone's mouth is Peter Weir. Yeah,
1: he's he just got he's got the runs on the board. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. He knows Absolutely. what to do. Absolutely. And also, you're living dangerously. It's exciting. Mm. It's an exciting film. I mean, just the title alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you kind of you sense the excitement of that lifestyle mm-hmm. of living there of being those expats and. And just the excitement of the chase and, and being in a dangerous place and getting through those dangers and running right up to them and going past them and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, love that movie. Absolutely love
0: it. You've worked with Mel Gibson on Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I got to work with Did Mel. you ever talk to him about this movie? No, I, I, I didn't, actually. I didn't I didn't really talk
1: that much about his previous stuff. He'd tell us a couple of funny stories mm. of, like, doing a few of them and and, and stuff like that, but... No, I didn't talk to him about this. So maybe next time I talk
0: to him, I'd, I'll ask him about it. Um, what was it like working with him? Because he's like such an intense actor, director, but also like one of the undeniable movie stars. Yeah, I was terribly nervous yeah. when I got the job. Just
1: realizing you're going to work with someone who's one of the best mm-hmm. ever to do it. But then the moment you meet him, he just dissipates all that because he's such a lovely man. Yeah. And he's such an excited man. He loves making movies. He loves telling stories. And his excitement and his... It's weird. I thought I'd be intimidated and, and, and be really scared, but this he has some magical quality as a person mm. that really allows you to... That he just th- gives you confidence in buckets in this amazing way that, yeah, as I said, I thought I'd... I, I was worried I would freeze and, and and not be able to communicate or not be able to do anything, but there's something about Mel where he just... Trust you and 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 suddenly imbues this confidence in you that I kind of I was I was ten feet tall making that film because wow. of him and and the that way that to shrink you in CGI
0: later yeah yeah they had to <laughs> I was
1: too big um, I, was, I put on too much muscle for that um, but no just this his 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 um his want for you to have fun and to bring and to bring ideas um all the great directors that I've worked with Mel Baz um. Uh, Roger, who I've, we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. they're great leaders, and great leaders allow people to do their job to the, their highest level. They're allowing people to be amazing at their job from ev- everyone down. That's yeah. not just that is everyone. And, you know, he, a, someone from costume department would always feel safe in the middle of the shoot to come up and be like, Mel's told, there's something wrong with that. That needs to change. And Mel be like, oh, great, I'm so glad you're on it. Please go. Oh, mm. that's you know that kind of. N- you didn't feel like you couldn't say anything. The trust and collaboration. But, yeah, he was like, please come t- if it's tell me how to make it better. Mm. We're all here to make it better. Like, tell me how to make this better, please. Far out. and that was really exciting. And and as I said, it was like, oh me. He's like, you can do this. Like you're amazing. You'd, and uh, obviously in, in more mm-hmm. more you know eloquent kind of ways <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. But that <laughs> was, that was the, ways. That was the feeling I got yeah. of, of of him kind of. Of working with him that way was just oh wow like i can do this and he th- and he think and he thinks i can do this i might be able to do this and so yeah i can't say i i, I had just the most amazing time working and, and getting to know him and, and and we also we spent some time together doing the press tour mm. and stuff like that so yeah really ah, uh, really special guy yeah. really special person
0: it's so interesting because Like, when you think about his films as first as an actor, like working with Mm. Peter Weir, Gallipoli, The Year of Living Dangerously, I think those films definitely inform what he becomes as a director, Mm. for sure. Especially, I would say, Year of Living Dangerously because there's something, a quality to his films as a filmmaker where it's almost like he's making frickin' Apocalypse Now every time. And then to hear that the actual nature of making them is nurturing collaborative creativity. Fun. And fun, it's as
1: I said, there's moments of stress on films, absolutely, mm-hmm. and and you know making Hacksaw Ridge. It's a very intense movie. It's mm-hmm. about a, every day was there wasn't you know there's very few soft days on that film. <laughs> Most days are really kind of intense. I mean, your first second on the film, you get a knife stabbed into your foot. exactly. Um, <laughs> but but the, the the life and the laughs that happened all through there, and 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 he's he taught me things in the middle of making a film. So we would, I remember doing a scene and. He kind of he, he gave me some direction. He was like, that was, that was perfect, but say it while looking there, and then say that line, and then look at him. And I was like, he's like, but do it exactly the same, but just do that. And I was like, okay. And then so I did that, and you just hear him go, yes, and then go, cut. He goes, come over here, and he came over and showed me on the monitor. He goes, play that one before. And he plays the one before. He goes, see, this is really good. This is amazing. Then I'll play the next one. And he goes, this one is better Wow! because of the, he taught me the technical part he was going technically this is a little technical thing he's like, emotionally it was really good but here's a little technical thing that really makes it pop and to take time out of the day of setting up to teach you that and to show you that i, th- I think it's just his love of of of, of 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 film and as i said his love of trying to help people and i don't know his excitement for it I don't know, for someone to do that for me and for him to do that, it was it was really,
0: really awesome. How did that experience change you as an actor or an artist? I became a bit more aware of those bits of it. I mean, you're
1: learning all the time, and I, I was maybe like twenty five and to be on a set of that kind of caliber. Mm. i don't I hadn't worked on that kind of caliber in 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 that way. Um, and so it made me a bit more. I guess thinking of films or if there's ever a choice between two you you you, I remember sitting going "Oh, okay now I know how to pick them if I don't know how to choose one I'll be like oh which which set am I going to be sitting on which I was wishing I was on the other one Mm. or which set am I going to be sitting on wishing I wasn't doing you know what what I learned from it I was like that's what I look for now like how much can I learn from these and 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 what can I get from him and, and stuff like that? Not, and not in a too selfish way, but just in a personal way. In terms of changing me as an artist, I don't know. He, he, gave, he made me confident. He gave yeah. me confidence and a and next level of confidence that I, that I didn't possess. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. That's yeah. the Year of Living Dangerously. Yeah, Year of Living Dangerously and a bit of Hacksaw Ridge dribble. But <laughs> um, Year of Living Dangerously, amazing movie. Go fall in love with that film and go fall in love with, with, with every,
0: every part of it. Mm. Yeah. Your next film is one I'm very excited to talk about. My next film is uh, The Lives of Others. Thriller. The Lives of Others by Florian, Va- Florian Henkel von Donnersmarck. That's it, yeah. The Lives of Others. It's a brilliant film. I, when I finished
1: watching that movie, I sat there and went, I think that's the best film I've ever seen in my life. When did you see it? I saw it kind of recently, actually, mm. um, but I, I really, I've spent a bit of time in Berlin. I've got mm-hmm. friends there and I actually did, I've done a little bit of work there. And so over the years, I've spent time there. and I, I, It fascinates me as a place and so does kind of east-west Berlin. Mm. For some reason, it just, I'm really interested in it. Yeah. How two worlds can live next to each other and, uh, and it, whatever it is about it, I'm just fascinated by it. And so then when my mate kind of recommended this film to me and then I, I got a chance to watch it and I was just so struck by every bit about it. And the end of, and as I said, I got to the end of it and I just thought that
0: I, I don't know if I've ever seen a better movie than mm. that. And the, it really puts you in that point in history because it's yeah. set in... Across a few years in it's 1980s, early 80s, mid 80s kind of, 80s, kind yeah. of thing. Mid 80s, I think it is. Mid 80s, and it's kind of got a little bit of a saga. Like it goes over a few years. Yes. And it is from the perspective mostly of a Stasi agent. Yes. An undercover, uh, undercover. I guess the word you would use is. Surveillance man. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I guess that's what Stasi people were. It was all about monitoring and surveillance and stuff. So, yeah, he...
0: Complete surveillance of the entire population. Yes, exactly. Knowing everything about everybody. And it immerses you in that perspective, which at that time, it's pretty controversial to go, I guess, to humanize a character like that after the walls come down, after there's reunification Mm. and... I, I, I was reading about it at this time. We had Goodbye Lennon, which yeah. is a comedy yeah, that yeah. deals with a lot of the same stuff. But from the perspective of now, it's about a woman who comes out of a coma yeah. and doesn't know that the wall has come down and that Germany and Berlin have reunified. Yeah. And this was the first serious film to deal with that subject matter. Mm. Yeah, and and in in a way of...
1: Addressing the the absolute, complete invasion and absolute trashing of mm-hmm. any type of privacy in your life. And I think that's what this film does in such an amazing way of just the possibility of it and how it happened and the, the inability to trust anyone mm. in it. Um, and then also showing the loneliness of existing in that place and, and being that guy. There's something about that main character, oh, that is wow. so terribly lonely and, 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 and that is just, it, as you say, it humanised him and that was, I think, a controversial part mm. of it, um, was that, yeah, they, you know, there were some people that did really bad stuff doing this, but I don't know, there's something, I think, really brave about humanising someone like that. Mm. Um, and then also, another, another film where every bit of it is perfect from a, a, a visual perspective, from a production designer, you're completely immersed in this world. You're completely there. It feels so authentic. It feels so authentic. And so, time traveling to there, Mm. Um, you just feel it, it, at times it feels like a documentary. Mm. At times it feels like you're watching true true lives. And uh, you know, the suspension of disbelief is completely, completely, completely there. So yeah, the twists and turns of it as well, coming at the end, and I think the ending is one of the most beautiful endings yeah. of a film after heartbreaking moments leading up to that, and frustration and annoyance of this world that is that they were living in, but then the ending for me was uh, just absolutely beautiful, absolutely beautiful, um, and so, yeah, I, there's something about it that was just mesmerising for me, that film, mesmerising, mm. I was completely, completely taken in by it in a way that... F- Films should, but I don't know. This was on another level for me, this film. I
0: remember seeing it for the first time. I saw it in cinemas. I would have been like maybe 15 when it came out. 2006? 2006? I think 2007 here. Yeah. yeah. So I remember seeing the Margaret and David review where they were like, this is the best. It had already won best foreign language film at the Oscars by the time it came out here. And it was a bit of a surprise that it won. Yeah, right. And Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's like so known. and I remember my mum had seen it and she was like, i got to take you to go see this. At that point in time, I was already like a budding cinephile. I was watching all the Oscar nominees anyway. I went to go see it. I just remember being like, it's such a wonderful way to experience this point in history mm. because it is so immersive and it is so, like the perspectives I think are really on point. And especially mm. when it's about a film... That is literally about perspective. Like yeah, it's about exactly. Seeing the exactly. lives of others through the through the eyes of someone who lives their life as a fucking observer. Yeah, like there's something about that where it just really, really nails it. Mm. And I would put it in the same I would put it in the same conversation as the conversation in another film mm. that captures that same exa- that same loneliness of being the observer. And I think uh, this one's really beautiful. Yeah, really it, beautiful.
1: Yeah, again, every performance is brilliant. Um, the main writer, uh, he's so captivating mm-hmm. as an actor. I mean, the, the, the main, um, the officer. Yeah. He's the kind of person where I, I, I was just reading a bit about him because it, he's kind of like. That is Ulrich Muir. Yeah. And, and I think he passed away. Not long after the film. Not long was after, the year after the film. After. Yeah. And I'm, I was thinking about, because when I was thinking about this the other day, mm. I was sitting there going, he would have been a brilliant Hans Lander in, in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Bastards. It almost feels like if it wasn't Christoph Waltz, you're like, oh, this is that's that's the maybe you know I wouldn't be surprised if Quentin saw that movie and like there was elements of that Mm. of that character, something that sparked something in him in that kind of his wiliness, his his knowledge of what is going to trigger people because there's there's the interrogation parts of it, the um, his his ability to. Be a quote unquote gray man mm. or like a forgettable person, yeah. his ability to walk through the world unnoticed. which is tragic unnoticed, mm. which is tragic, but also what made him so good at it. it was a it's a brilliant performance, brilliant performance yeah. and and yeah, the writer and 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 the actress, their their relationship is is beautiful, and oh, yeah, it's just it's just there's so many tragic bits in it, but it's not all tragic.
0: I don't know that's it and it's got this little hopeful it's kind of some little kernel end. in it right mm. yeah
1: that 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 people can be good yeah he there's something there for people to to come to and, and to latch on but meanwhile and, meanwhile you're like people are also awful yeah. there's the characters in there you're just like you're a question absolutely yeah the, the guy that's that gets him to do the surveillance hump hemp or something yeah. i think his name is and he's just this just this pig of a man. Yeah, a real rat. A real pig of a yeah. bloke. And he just like, <laughs> you're a, a real awful. porky bastard. You're you real awful. Mm. There's a great bit right at the end when the writer sees him at the, after mm. uh, in the lobby of the theatre and he says to him, you know, have a little chat. And the writer says to him, I can't believe you guys ran a country. Yeah. And I think that's a great, st- stinging rebuke of these people. It's like, how did you guys run a bloody country? You mm-hmm. guys are. Y- Awful and useless. <laughs> you
0: know, like... I think it was like... Yeah. Kind of, I don't know.
1: There was, there was good bits, but... Uh, in that, but yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. And
0: it is the directorial debut. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and he like wrote it... He was only like 16 when the
1: wall came down mm-hmm. or something like that. And he did it all and yeah director
0: yeah directorial debut a movie like that jeez one of the most impressive i would say one of the most impressive directorial debuts Unbelievable. great film the Lives of others the Lives of others must watch must absolute watch. must watch mhm it's a fa- it's a i think one of the if you're if you're someone that maybe has not taken that leap into uh, international foreign language cinema into European film. Exactly, I think it is like a really great gateway film, for sure, for <laughs> sure, exactly. Yeah. The, the,
1: to see, yeah, how good a story can be, mm. and 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 at the end of the bottom line of that movie, that is, it's an unbelievable story. Mm-hmm. The script and the story is just perfect. There's not one bit of it you take out. There's not anything you put in. There's not one. Bit of that script, or that,
0: or that whole film that is uh, surplus to requirements. All right, let's get into your final pick. Yeah, No Way Out. Thriller.
1: No Way Out, directed by Roger Donaldson. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 1987.
0: Mm-hmm. Spot um, on.
1: And it is one of Kevin Costner's. I think like his. First major leading role in a film, actually. Mm. Um, I think he might have... I think Untouchables might have come out a little bit later that year or maybe I the next maybe year. Maybe just before, just before, but, but, but right still there's right an ensemble time,
0: quality to it.
1: Yeah, but so Kevin Costner yeah. wasn't Kevin Costner. This mm-hmm. was his like first yeah. kind of thing, and he is amazing in this film. Yeah. Now, I always say this about this movie. I am really jealous <laughs> and excited for people to see it for the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got great twists and turns and <laughs> yeah. this and that. And the whole time you're like, what's going on? Is, mm-hmm. it, th- is it there? Is it, uh, and it goes in all these different directions. And it's such an exciting film and like sexy and great and, and, and funny in parts mm. and just some really great characters, some really great chase scenes, some supreme tension um, and it just a, an all-around great, fun film.
0: Yeah, I will admit to you, my shame is as I had never seen this film before. Oh, I can't believe I've stumped you then. Until this moment, I have this special power where if I see the DVD in front of me, I can place my hand on it, and within seconds I can absorb the movie. Yes. I absorbed the movie in its entirety. In probably four seconds it took me to get through it. And I'll admit it, in those four seconds, there would have been moments where I was absorbed in complete... You know, it's got erotic right moments. Yeah, so absolutely. So in your presence when the movie came across me, there would have been moments, maybe a fraction of a second where I was turned on because this film has got it all. Uh, I guess, like, how would we describe this film? It's kind of like in that era of Cold War. Cold War, uh, Cold War, Cold War spy, spy, espionage. Um, it's a remake of a movie called The Big Clock. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, from the 1940s. Oh. Australian filmmaker... Uh, Mia Farrow's father was wow. the director of it. I had no idea. Great film as well. I'd seen The Big Clock before, right. but it's that is not a military thing. No, the right. military is the new invention of this yeah. film. So
1: basically, Kevin Costner is in uh, is in the Navy, mm-hmm. and he, but he's based in like Washington. I mean, he does go on a ship um, in one bit of it, but he. Uh, he's like a new hot star yeah, in the he's navy. Like, he's a star of the navy. He's a bit mm-hmm. of a, hes a hero. He's mm-hmm. done some heroic stuff. He comes back. In, he's a maverick, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> but like really good boy, mm-hmm. good good American lad. The only that
0: only Kevin Costa can play. Yeah, in a mm-hmm. really nice
1: way. He's nice, crisp white uniform. Yeah, and he's based in in, in Washington. And, and and Gene Hackman plays the Secretary of Defense, and he can see Kevin Costa as being a hand, kind of helping him get around. What he needs to navigate in terms of the washington circle and stuff like that meanwhile kevin costner falls in love with sean young mm-hmm. um, they have this whirlwind romance and they fall in love and it's amazing and then sean passes away mm-hmm. and that happens quite it's a bit of a shock in the film it happens quite early yeah well, not early but you it
0: kind of you're like oh whoa and then the movie takes off. Absolutely, and I think a difference is in the big clock. That's where the movie starts. Right, is that exact? Is point. that bit right where mm-hmm. they where? I think Noah does a really good job in
1: yeah. leading us down the garden path of what type of film is this going to mm-hmm. be, and then suddenly you're like, oh, it's this film, and it's just full throttle. I I I, re- I have a real soft spot for films where 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 someone knows too much. Yeah. And they maybe don't know what they know, but they know mm-hmm. too much and someone thinks they know too much. Mm-hmm. And I have got a real soft spot for films like that. Three days of condor, oh, like gosh. the firm, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and no way outs right in that world of someone knowing too much and, and having having the walls close in on them a bit. Yeah. Um so yeah, having the walls Kevin Costa, the walls are closing in. And, uh, and he's, something... he's, a,
0: he's a bit of a pawn in this game. He's a pawn and he's trying to find his agency within yes. it. And I think there's something that's like truly so fucking thrilling about this, where just like on the paper level of this film, the idea of someone investigating a murder and all the clues are pointing back at them yes. is, like, yeah. that's a nightmare scenario. Absolutely. People wake up in the middle of the night like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm having a panic attack. I dreamt that I was a detective yeah. trying to solve a murder and then all the clues point back to me. Yeah. And, and he plays it so it's swiftly. It's like, brilliant. there's something about it. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's, get, he's basically put in
1: charge of investigating Sean Young's murder mm-hmm. and in the process of that, he realises that they're framing him for it. Mm-hmm and or they're trying to frame him for it and then so that's the whole thing meanwhile there's a whole russian spy element mm-hmm. to the film they're framing that someone is, as a russian that spy. that is happening that is giving the pretense for them to go on this murder investigation using this kind of you know mythical russian spy that they think has been running around the pentagon for a, a mm. while right so you've got the the puzzle wrapped up in the in the enigma and and on yep. top of that and 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 it all just kind of kind of swirling around and it, it the, the tension of it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds yeah. and, and it just keeps going as a film there it doesn't really let you down mm-hmm. um and as you say it's another film with all the bits mm-hmm. there's 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 a beautiful like they fall in love there's some sexy bits. Yeah. There's some running there's some bits
0: on a navy ship where Kevin Costner saves some guy's life in I the mean, high seas. Speaking of The Palmer, like the Untouched was even like a like a train chase scene like there's, in Charlie's yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. There's 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 that there's a there's a whole mm-hmm. There's what about the big the big uh, kind of running around the Pentagon. There's a whole mm-hmm. bit where they they they're trying to find someone inside the Pentagon they're locking down the Pentagon and these people are going oh. from door to door in the Pentagon and Kevin's got to get mm-hmm. around and over here and
0: and oh it's just it's just it's just great um, and beautifully directed by wonderful Australian New Zealand yes, journeyman filmmaker Roger Donaldson Roger Donaldson who I Roger
1: Donaldson who I had the pleasure of making a film with I did a film called November Man
0: mm-hmm. Opposites. opposite opposite uh, our James Bond Mr. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan which exactly. was an absolute thrill it's almost like you're of the kevin costner to his gene hackman as well i hope i i will take that compliment <laughs> any i'll take that comparison any day of the week right? thank you um, but yeah
1: so i got to work with roger and when i got the job i then i talked i was telling, talking to some friends a really good friend of mine shout out to liz hannah an amazing screenwriter she wrote the post yeah and is a, on doing amazing work mm-hmm. um over in america at the moment uh girl from plainville she wrote uh the one with uh, what's Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, where she's...
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Which um, I loved. She did the such a good job. Yeah, uh, what's it called? It's called Long Shot. Long Shot. Amazing movie, Great. Liz. I reckon that's one of the best rom-coms of the last few years it's as well. It's amazing. So there. Liz, Hannah, good friend of mine.
1: Um, we've been friends for years. And then when I got November Man, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, yes, we have to watch No Way Out. oh wow. And I was like, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. She's like you're working with Roger on it, we have to mm-hmm. watch this movie. So we sat down just before I went and watched it and we watched it and we both just like, she'd already seen it I think mm-hmm. one time and we just loved it. And then I got to go and, and work with Roger and and I was just so excited because he just crafted that movie mm. so, so well. And yeah, it was amazing, amazing, amazing working with Roger. He's a really great guy. I loved loved working with him. Would, yeah. If you're making another one, Roger, give me a call, man. Yeah. I'd love to work with you again. But he, he, was, he was great. He told me some really... The, there's a there's a funny scene at the start of no way out involving the limo mm-hmm. when kevin costa yeah. and sean young are in a, are in the back of a limousine and there's a limo driver and he's got a good little cameo mm-hmm. and roger was i was like what was the go with that <laughs> and i think and, I, and if i remember the story correctly roger said that that was the guy that picked him up from the airport when he was going to shoot the film in washington whoa and roger's chatting to him like yeah seeing some funny stuff mm-hmm. in the baggy limo he's like oh yeah and like, had it was just a really fun guy, and Roger then was like, cast him in the movie, and then so then when the movie came out, I think Roger said that in this guy's like hometown, on the cinema, it had st- no way out, starring this guy's name, <laughs> and like and Kevin Costner kind of thing, yeah. and, and and so that was a really cool story. I was like, that's a great story, God. Roger, of like casting the guy that picked you up from the airport and because um, he had some funny stories Wow. and a nice guy and there's some funny bits in it um, but yeah so that was good but Roger's, Roger's great, um, loved working with him he was such a, I was really, that was, that was kind of I was quite I was like 23, I was quite young mm. and I was just kind of making a few more movies actually and getting a bit more agency and being a kind of a bit more in the lead of, of the, the next films, level the next level kind mm. of thing when I worked with Roger and I learned a lot from working with him, it was great we made November Man for not much money for an action movie like that with no second unit mm-hmm. now if you know anything about making films and making action ones it really helps to have a second yeah. unit to do all the fiddly you know complicated action stuff we were crashing cars and it's fight a violent grizzly movie as yeah well. and so then doing that watching roger do that mm-hmm. and then also us doing the the dramatic stuff in between it and, and watching him make that was was really i was like oh, okay this is this is a bloke who really knows how to do this and wow. and and I remember we had one day where we kind of we kind of got everything mm-hmm. we kind of got everything with it you know maybe 9 or 10 hours of the mm-hmm. day and I was like good day. Oh, good day we Yeah. What are we going to have we have we done everything today he's like everything was on the page yeah I think yeah he's like yeah we've done it I go what are we doing now he goes Well mate We've paid everyone to be here for 12 hours. We might as well get our money's worth and <laughs> we'll find something to shoot. And we just <laughs> You found,
0: became second
1: unit. <laughs> we found we found stuff to pick up yeah. and do. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And it was not so... He wasn't like, we're staying here cracking whips. He mm-hmm. was like, guys, why don't we just make our life easier? I mean, no stress. Like, but yeah. we needed... We've got to get that insert of that thing mm-hmm. and we can do that. And, and A uh, few martini shots. Yeah, we just did a couple of things. And it was a nice kind of like leisurely way mm. to kind of like finish a day. But, but I remember him being like, yeah, man, we...
0: We're here to work. Like, wow. Let's do it. And and I realized like, yeah, it f- makes sense. Absolutely. Good, mm. good line. Well, thank you for the gift of No Way Out. It's great to have it in my life. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And oh, uh, man. I can't wait to be the person showing it to it someone shows else it to now. someone else
1: because then you get to watch it again. I showed it to someone else recently, actually. Wow. Um, You're spreading it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was actually kind of recently when I watched it again, and it was with someone, and and they were just like, oh, thank you so much for for showing me that film. So I'm glad you liked it and I'm I'm glad
0: you've... You now got that and can, and can give it on. Well, this is it. This is me giving it on right now. Fantastic. <laughs> well, it is only fair that I give you a gift in return now and you had such great picks. So it got me so excited cooking up, like, what can I give you as a recommendation? To the point I was also worried, like, have you seen, like, anything I could possibly recommend you? Because oh, there's millions of movies I haven't I, seen. I think I did okay, though. I think I've done okay because... Your picks are all really interesting because there's something that ties them together. And when I was thinking about it, all of these films, there's like a high pressure, international intrigue, Mm. espionage, political thrillers with those personal stakes as well. And another thing that ties them all together, like really great actors, Mm. not just great performances, great actors. Captivating. Captivating presences. And a lot of them like great body of work as well. But there's something about these films that stick out in their body of work. And I was even thinking like, oh, well, you know, the odd one out here is kind of Banshees in of Inner Until I started thinking about, no, 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 that is also deep in the background is the Irish Civil yeah. War. And it's the personal story within that. The
1: allegory of two mates that are now hating, they're hey, fighting, mm-hmm. you know, and like I'm watching it happen just over there and, and seeing that. And, and you know, the,
0: all these big giant things that are happening in these films are still people involved, yeah. right? So I've actually, because you're our first customer at the new store, I have given you a little treat. I'm giving you two recommendations today. Fantastic, thank you so much. I would say both of them fit right in that context. The first film I'm gonna give you is Missing, starring Jack Lemmon and Sissy Spacek. Missing. I haven't seen Missing. Mm-hmm. What is it about? So, it is from the master of the political thriller, Costa Gavras, wow. a Greek-French filmmaker. He made Z, The Confession, a bunch of other great films, but all in that political thriller genre. And he is the one that is known as the great of that genre. Up there with like Alan Pakula, people that made like you know all the Presidents Men, those Uh, kind of films. But this film is based on a true story. It's set in Chile during the coup of uh, Pinochet, and in the story is uh, Cici Spacek and her husband are like journalists there, like radical leftists that are living embedded in Chile. The husband goes missing, and Jack Lemmon plays. That man's father, who's like an older Republican conservative type man. I've heard of this story. Mm-hmm. And he comes with Sissy Spacing, and he kind of blames her for her son going missing. And he comes to Chile to try and find him. And he it's an experience that changes him. Like he goes on the journey of seeing like, oh, what is life really like out there under a dictatorship, under like this, uh, you know, a fascist regime in yeah. this uprising? and it is it's fascinating uh i believe it won best screenplay at the academy awards as well for costa gavrassa screenplay amazing but there's something about this that just i think it ticked all those boxes yeah, for you that completely does. clicked and i just think he knows too much he knows too much know. or they don't know anything they know, and they're oh, trying to find don't know out what we know mm, they don't know what they know yeah and i thought uh, i could just see you really like yeah. digging into this one it's been hard to find I literally bought this Blu-ray two weeks ago. Amazing. That's how we've got the prop here today. Oh, that's so
1: good. Because
0: <laughs> <Thank laughs> I you. had to see it. Yeah, All right, can't wait to watch it. And pick number two, this came off the back of Badges of Inner and just really thinking about that film again. And this is a film directed by Carol Reed in his lead-up to his iconic The Third Man. Wow. It's Odd Man Out, starring James Mason. Crime. Unbelievable. And this is... Talk about captivating James Mason, right? Absolutely. And I think this might be... I mean, for me, this is his best Oh, I love it already. So this is from 1947. It's set in an anonymous city, but it's unnamed Belfast. Like, it's clearly Belfast the whole time. And he plays a man on the run, and he's part of an organisation. It's the IRA. Mm -hmm. And he is... Basically bleeding out as the whole city is searching for him, and I expected this film to be political in its nature. Like it, it reads like a political noir thriller sure. of the era. But what I didn't expect when I came to it is it's quite sprawling, but in his existentiality of it all, right. like it's a really existential film. It's really like in the mind of James Mason as being a man on the run. Oh, I love that idea of that existential. Uh- the existentiality
1: of mm. it and, and these two as well and, and, and I guess another thing with No Way Out, mm-hmm. I guess the, another theme of all these films of mine that I've chosen of, of Year of Living Dangerously of that and, and it's something I think that what made John le Carre such a great mm. storyteller was his ability to, to have the real individual consequences for individuals mm-hmm. Of giant yeah. isms, right? Yeah, that all these, all these big kind of worldwide events are just made up of people, and they're all being used by each other, and they're all being used by the system. And yeah, I think these two are very similar, like that. These yeah. these individual consequences
0: of of these bigger pressures, kind of playing down on them. It's like being part, the individual in the part of an international situation. Exactly, and they're yeah.
1: always the ones that lose. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the, 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 the bigger, I- the the bigger idea of it. Mm. Or the, or the, they're, they're always just going to be these, these you know, kind of faithless kind of behemoths that just keep rolling on and, and, and hoover up these people yeah. and these lives get destroyed and turned and they don't become their lives anymore. They're, they're just these little bits in it that mm. get discarded. And these seem like two movies that really fit that bill as well. I hope so. I, hope I like they where serve well. when you talk about that e- e- existentialism of yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's the thing that really surprised me. What's about the that point? Film?
1: You know? Mm. Why are we doing? Why? We, you know? Like Clive Owen at the end of um, Born. Yeah. Do you ever know why you're here? <laughs> do you know why you're supposed to kill me? Yeah. And then Matt says to Edgar Ramirez, uh, "Do you know where you're supposed to kill me? <laughs> Look at what they make you give." Ah. <laughs> uh, it's great, people. Wow. Are just getting chewed up and spit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, all oh, well, great films. I can't wait to watch them. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited for you to watch them, and you will have to let us know if you, if you like them. I will. And I, if I'm you don't sure like I them, I will take it as criticism. I will it's, take it as personal criticism. They are right up my alley. I will and commit harakiri if you don't like them.
1: Oh uh, no, I'm doing. That is think, my code. I
0: don't think. I don't think uh, you're in any worry today. of that. I feel safe today. These are pretty. These are pretty. Uh, Pretty good people making them, so I'm sure yeah. they're great. Well, Luke, thank you for being our first customer at the newly refurbished boot to the video. Here are your rentals. Here's your card. Thank you very much. And come back I anytime. Won't. I will be back. We're going to have to maybe watch some of these movies together, mate. Absolutely. We can put them on the TV up here in the That'd store. that great. Is there anything you're working on at the moment? I know you've got uh, Mercy Road. Yeah. It's just kind of come out online. Yeah, that's on Apple TV, I
1: believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a film I did... Uh, that was like one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life I mean it's basically <laughs>
0: just you on screen the whole time yeah
1: it's me having a nervous breakdown in a car for
0: 86 minutes yeah Sin um, City as well is the other yeah. kind of thing that it kind of feels like it's like
1: dark and it's a bit weird mm-hmm. and um, you're not quite sure uh, everyone everyone that's seen it has a different idea of what happens yeah which I think was really cool and yeah there's this kind that's of like that's the Donnie Darker influence coming yeah, in for you <laughs> yeah there's this I mean John Curran the director did yeah. an amazing job fantastic filmmaker yeah as well. really great filmmaker and, and, and really the perfect guy to, to help guide me through that film It was really it's really intense like I'm yeah. not going to sit here and say it's a it's a holiday of the world it's, it's mm-hmm. an intense movie but I, I it, it's got just 86 minutes of just ba 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 yeah. and it doesn't stop and and I, I really had. Uh, it was such a, a it's a challenge. It's right? Such a challenge to make that film. So for me, it's like hard for me to watch it. I kind of got maybe ten minutes into it, and then I was like, Ugh. yeah. But it must be confronting just
0: going like, oh, that's just me on screen. Yeah, the it was whole really time. it
1: was it was hard, and also just in the best way. It was the hard one of the hardest things I'll ever do. Yeah, just because of the intensity of it, and and and. And being the only one there. Um, So I'm really proud of it. Really proud that that it got made and and we got it done. And John did an amazing job that way. So there's an Apple TV. I think I had one just come out called One True Loves that should be out in cinemas. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, there's a few of them around. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go to work again soon. so (laughs) I'll have more to come. Yeah, Many more to come. Hopefully uh, some that are... I've got my year of living dangerously and my lives mm-hmm. of others coming up.
0: and I can see them. Yeah, I can see every movie in the future as yeah. well. We have everything that's ever been made and ever will be made in stock in this store. Exactly. And I can see them out there. Yeah, in the they're, back they're out there. They're so out there.
1: I'll hopefully be able to come back. Just in, past the
0: pornos, they're out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I'll come back and, and hopefully be able to hand over you a, a couple of good ones that are, mm-hmm. that are inspired by my choices today.
0: Well, I think they will. Thank you so much. Come back any brother. Thanks for having me, mate. I appreciate it. Slip them through that chute. I'll put a pillow right there at the bottom. That's so, so sweet. Crack.
1: I don't want them to get hurt. <laughs> Thanks, mate.
0: Thank you. The last video store. A big cheers and thank you to Luke Bracey for joining me in the last video store. What wonderful picks that he selected for us. The Banshees of Inishirin is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. The Year of Living Dangerously is on binge and you can get it on VOD. The Lives of Others, a great German language film. Unfortunately, I have to tell you, it's a little bit hard to find right now, but It's worth searching for. No Way Out, the Kevin Costner Thriller Classic is on Amazon Prime. Missing, also missing in action. It's a great film, quite hard to find, but it's worth searching for. There's a great Blu-ray from Indicator in the UK that I have bought twice, because I gave it to someone as a gift, because I loved it so much. And Odd Man Out, the Carol Reed Classic. Is on the Criterion channel. So if you're a subscriber, definitely chuck it on. Until next time, I've been Alexi Toliopoulos. This has been The Last Video Store. You can watch it on YouTube, you can listen to it as a podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. And until next time, I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to make you hold on to it. Cinema is art, books. Are not because it's just writing. It's it's not as interesting in my opinion. Movies. Are, every every movie is better than every book. Yeah, that's true. Sorry.